Hello, Tony G Nation. You know, I got to be honest with you. This is, I think, the earliest Will and I have ever done a show. Mm -hmm. It's what, like four in the morning? You got me before my coffee, Tony. <laughs> this is this is bad. Uh, I gotta I gotta wake up. It is currently eight fifteen on Tuesday, April thirteenth. We're going so early because Tony G has to beat it out of Tony G Studios after this. I have an appointment at mm -hmm. ten o'clock. I have to announce at noon for the baseball teams. Then I have a meeting at 7. I mean, I got a big day. <laughs> You're loaded we had, up. We had to fit the Tony G Show in early, and so therefore we are in Tony G Studios recording this episode of Tony G Show, and Will McCormick hasn't had his coffee yet. No. But here's the thing. Will McCormick does this every day. I do. I get up at 6 every morning. <laughs> and I mean, in pre-show, I looked at Will and I said, Will, I got to be honest, I don't know how you do this every day. I mean, this is miraculous. I think it's like, well, it's like one of those things you like, you do it after a while and he just kind of like it doesn't really bother you anymore like you're just kind of used to it i don't believe that one bit like i do not buy in like saturday and sunday i woke up at six both days that i mean you do that to yourself that makes me mad <laughs> well i was studying too it wasn't like i didn't like if i have no reason to get up then i'll sleep in and here's the thing i want to say this before we get into the show because we haven't even talked about the show yet but i want to i want to say this for the summers i have to get up early mm -hmm. like a 5 15 wake up wake up call to get yeah. in punch in at six but see, that's because I have to. And you know, you start working and you're awake by like 7, 7.30. You don't even think of it. Well, you do that on choice, mm -hmm. waking up at 6. Yeah. Kind of nice. I just wanted to make that distinction. Yeah. I like getting up early and getting set up in my wherever I'm going before everyone else gets there. It's kind of nice. I mean, all the power to you. Yeah. But I, I really you. don't buy in. <laughs> all right. You got to try it first. But. Tony G Show. This is season 6, episode 19. And Will and I have come up with a end date for season six. That's right, Will? Uh, yeah, I believe we did. Yep. May 4th is going to be the final episode of season six of the Tony G Show. It'll be episode number 25, and that's when we will cap off season six. It's a good amount of episodes for one season. That is a heck of a lot of episodes. Yeah. We got, what, 15 last season? Because we started yes, late? Yes, 15 and 10 the season before. So this so, is, I think, the most episode we've, we've ever done in a season. Right. It was I awesome. Mean, we, are, we are cooking. So May 4th, again, is going to be the final day, or the, the, the final uh, episode of season six. And then remember how I mentioned, I've been mentioning kind of in and out, weaving it into shows here, and I'm going to start ramping that up as the season comes to a close. But in the summer... Don't forget that Summer Ball will be released. That's a subset podcast of the Tony G Show. It's hosted by me, Tony G. It'll only be once a week. It'll be kind of a different format. You know, we do the three segments. It'll be a little different format. Still working out those details of the show. But that'll start in June. The first week of June will be the first episode of Summer Ball. So listen in for that. Mm -hmm. Subset podcast of the Tony G Show. Let's preview this episode. We got a good episode. I'm feeling confident about this episode. I did a lot of... Um, thinking. Yeah, there's some interesting topics. Yeah. They're like ones that aren't opinionated, but I made them opinionated. Mm -hmm. And so Will and I are going to have a good discussion about it. In segment number one, we're going to discuss Trevor Bauer because he was the Cy Young Award winner last year, but has recently gone under investigation by Major League Baseball for using pine tar. They've taken about 20, 25 baseballs that uh, Bauer used in-game, and they're searching it for residue kind of investigating those baseballs and seeing if there is anything funky up with them. And Trevor Bauer may have to face the consequences if there is something illegal on those baseballs. Then in segment number two, 
a wide receiver who has been, I mean, the, the focal point of at least three of the Super Bowls that the Patriots have had in the last decade or so. Julian Edelman has announced his retirement after he was released from New England. But I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. I'll tell you why in segment number two. And then in segment number three, there's a new sports movie coming out in the distant future. And we're going to discuss the role of one of the characters in the movie. Mm -hmm. That'll be an interesting discussion. Stick around for segment number three. (laughs) Got to remind you, Tony G Show drops Tuesdays, Thursdays, Apple, Google, Spotify. Follow Will on Twitter at Willis5312. Follow Tony G on Twitter at Tony G Show. This has been a long enough intro, wouldn't you say, Will? Yeah, let's get into it. About the five-minute mark. All right. Tony G Show, season six, episode number 19, coming your way. edition of the tony g show set to get underway oh boy i mean it is early <laughs> it <laughs> birds, is. birds are still singing <laughs> the birds are going and for those of you wondering i just want to mention this before we get in now because now it's all in my head that it's really early in the morning and i said it's about what 8 15 mm-hmm. for those of you wondering yes that is early for me <laughs> okay i don't have class till noon every day so i don't want to hear it all right i mean this, it's really early in the this, morning this is really early for recording a show because yeah. i normally like like three in the afternoon two in the afternoon kind of recording so this is really early for a show recording yep all right i'm done telling you about that i'll lock in mid-season form don't worry segment number one of the tony g show let's talk about trevor bauer for a minute because he won the cy young last year but like i mentioned in the open he is facing some backlash if that's what you want to call it for potentially using i want to say potentially using pine tar as a pitcher. Now, before I get anywhere in this, let me describe what this means. Pine tar is used in baseball. It's this residue sort of made from wood, and it's really sticky. Batters use it on their bats so they can get a grip on the bat. They're only allowed to have it so high on the bat because if they put it any higher, then it's cheating. You know, because then when they hit, make mm-hmm. contact, ball, you know, it helps them. It helps the ball go farther, you know, this, all these all these things that they can get from it. So they're only allowed to have it on, I want to say about the midway point, maybe even a little lower. Just so they can grip the actual on bat down. Yep. better. That's all Major League Baseball wants hitters to use pine tar for is the grip. Pitchers, on the other hand, are not allowed to use it in Major League Baseball. They are not allowed to have it on their hands, on their hat, anywhere so they can get a grip on the baseball because then it helps them with the spin and all this stuff. So... Trevor Bauer has had about 20, 25 baseballs sent into Major League Baseball to get investigated to see if there's pine tar residue on those baseballs. Here's why this is significant. Because Trevor Bauer won the Cy Young Award last year and is in for potentially another good year. Trevor Bauer's stats last year. A 173 earned run average, 100 strikeouts in 73 innings. Here's a stat that I want to mention that really 
plays into this pine tar discussion is he walked 17 last year in those 100 strikeouts, 73 innings, 17 walks, and hit three batters. That shows me that there's a lot of control for Trevor Bauer. Yeah. He has a good grip on those baseballs, if you get what I'm saying, Well, that's, that's pretty good. That is pretty good stats. And, you know, Trevor Bauer's kind of walking on thin ice with this award already. Because a lot of people are discrediting the award because it was the 2020 shortened season. So, yeah, he put up all these good stats, but it wasn't even half a season, people are arguing. And I could see that. But, I mean, it's still ridiculous stats. Mm -hmm. It's still very good stats. I mean, 1.7 ERA is, like, insane. Insane. A sub-2 earned run average for a starting pitcher. Is nuts. Is nuts. Not to mention the 100 strikeouts, 73 innings. That's about, I don't know, a little under one and a half strikeouts per inning. I don't know how that... It's too early for math. But the point is that Trevor Bauer is... Really good. Mm-hmm. Was really good last year. Was really good years before, but really put it together for that 2020 coronavirus-shortened Cy Young Award-winning season and is ready to bounce back with a full season this year and make potentially another Cy Young Award run. Here's a little bit of a background into Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer's M.O. is velocity and spin rate with control. It has been for his entire career, and it has been in his entire life. He has this engineering background with his father that he's touched on before that really plays into the spin rate of a baseball. I remember talking with a good friend of mine about all these spin rates and stuff before it was ever even like, you know, before baseball got really analytical like it is now. And spin rate wasn't as prominent of a stat as it was before, and I remember talking about how baseball is moving towards this analytical this analytical phase that it's in now. This was a, a while ago, though. And spin rate was one of the things that me and this friend barely knew anything about. We didn't know how they measure it. We didn't know if it was good to have a high spin rate or a low spin rate. We didn't know anything about it. But now, after Trevor Bauer has sort of introduced this idea, I want to say he's like the pioneer of, of spin mm-hmm. rate. Because, yeah, it's analytical, and analytics have really made a stride in the last couple of years of baseball. But Trevor Bauer is the one who really started to focus on spin rate, I would argue, before anybody else. Or at least did it publicly. And now Trevor Bauer is a really analytical guy in his own right. He takes every everything into analytics. He wears this ring on his ring finger on his right hand. You know what it does? Tells him his vitals and stuff like this. I mean, he's always really? watching himself. He's always surveilling himself. Doesn't he have like three data analysts yep. who and just like go over data on him? And he, yes. That's there's, crazy. There's four and he's four. one of them. So can, can you imagine that? <laughs> so he like, hired three people and he does it himself. I mean, that's the point though. Like he's always watching himself. Right. Always watching his health, always watching his stats, always watching where he's at so that he can get the best amount of production when he goes out to pitch for his team, who is now the Los Angeles Dodgers. So he really started to focus on spin rate and control on a level that I had never seen before, at least publicly. You know, I'm sure I'm sure this was under surveillance, just not in the public eye like Trevor Bauer really made it. And the reason I bring this up, this MO of Trevor Bauer, of velocity, of spin rate, and of control, is because what is... What is something that can help with all those? 
Velocity. Mm. Spin rate. Control. Pine tar. Mm-hmm. It's a very pitcher. Now listen. Did Trevor Bauer use pine tar? Most likely, yeah, he did. There's This is probably going to come out. I would argue... I, I, should, I would predict, I'd rather say, I would predict it's later in this week. This is the Tuesday episode of the Tony G Show. I'm going to say it's going to come out maybe later this week, maybe even next week. But at some point before April is over, it's going to come out that there was pine tar on those baseballs. That Trevor Bauer specifically, and Trevor Bauer only, was using. And to me, it's the stats that kind of show that. Sure. That's, yeah. The data that you're about to bring up too is like right. insane. Yes. Yes. The stat that I have. You know what, I'll, I'll give it right now, and then we'll we'll open this up for a little bit bigger of a discussion. This is per, per Jordan Bastain on Twitter, and this was in a tweet a couple years ago. He tweeted that in a particular 2018 game, Trevor Bauer's spin rate topped at 2,597 RPM. When the season average that year was 2,294. So Trevor Bauer is about 300 RPM over. And to give scale, when your car is like warming up, it's at about like 1,200 RPM. Yeah. That's insane. That's a lot of spin rate. That's a lot of rotations per minute. That's a lot of rotations. (laughs) And I mean, that's a baseball. I mean, it's that's the game of baseball. That's why I love it so much. That's why I can't wait to announce it in a couple hours here. But the point being that that is a major jump. And again, this is still Jordan Bastain on Twitter. He and mentioned that Trevor Bauer had, quote, no comment on whether he used a substance on the ball. But did note, remember Trevor Bauer's always taking research on himself. He did note that his research shows a 200 to 300 RPM jump when a substance is used. So when he doesn't do it in game, when he's watching himself, seeing when he can get the most RPM, that's so when he kind of uses a substance. And that's when he notices that jump that he did have in game when he had no comment about it. You see where this is going, Will? I take I find that interesting that he was like curious enough to see if he could get an advantage from using a substance mm-hmm. and he went in and tested it. Yep. That's just to me that shows that there's even more reason to believe that he might be using pine tar. I think that's more evidence against him. Like That's what I mean. Like Like, you know, on in a, in the case of an arsonist. Well, he was playing with fire at home. He's exactly. Been playing with fire. But that's not really like a. It's not a, a, a an offense that can be no, you know, administered as something he's going to get jail time for. No, it's like in an this additional. case, it's just you know, the case of curiosity. Mm-hmm. To say that, you know, pine tar is the reason why his his R, his uh, RPM. Ro- RPM rotations per minute on the uh, on the ball was that much higher is it could be skill, but you can't say for certain if it's skill whereas pine tar it's pretty much guaranteed going to give you an advantage so it's like you have to you have to at least look at that with a grain of salt well i think and even the fact that he had mentioned in the past that he he personally sees a 200 to 300 spike Mm -hmm. in rpm when he uses a substance and then that 300 i mean this is about a 200 to 300 rpm spike in game in this 2018 game that i brought up from this tweet from jordan baston Bastain, I should say. Sorry. I mean, it's only evidence against Trevor Bauer. If it gives you that much of an advantage, do you think he can kind of justify cheating in that respect? No. I don't think there is much of a case to justify cheating. But I'm saying, like, do you think... For Trevor Bauer. uh, No, I'm saying, like, in Bauer's mind, do you think he's kind of like, it gives me so much of an advantage that I'll take the chance of getting in trouble because it gives me that much of an advantage. That's a good point. That's something I don't know, but... 
Right? I could That's definitely see. I could definitely see that because he's so competitive and and so always in the numbers where he's like. You know what? Yeah, I could see that. You know, where he's like, he's like, you know what? I'll take the chance at getting, and I'm sure he quantified it, this type of penalty to get this better stats, or these better stats. And also the fact that most Major League p- Baseball pitchers do this anyways. It's a known fact in baseball that pitchers use pine tar. You know, they have it on their hat. Mm-hmm. They have it on their in their back pocket. They go to it, you know, what, they have it and they hide it. And it's a known fact. Even like other teams know when a pitcher is doing it. But they don't call them out because they don't think it's that much of an advantage. Or they, I've heard this argument before, and this wasn't from major league baseball players. This was from like some old man league, <laughs> old man wood bat league in Wisconsin somewhere. They'd prefer the pitcher use pine tar so that they have more control of their fastball. Mm. And I think it was, it wasn't the discussion I personally had. I don't have a resource in the independent league where they're throwing ninety-seven miles an hour. But I heard somewhere along the line, I forget where I heard this, but they prefer pitchers use pine tar so that they can control their 97 miles per hour because they're not a major league pitcher. They don't have that control right. already and sometimes, like Trevor Bauer has. And sometimes even major league pitchers don't have the best control. That's a good point. So, yeah, in, in many cases, hitters prefer they use pine tar so they have more control. Now, there is that case that there is more spin on a slider, more spin on a curveball, more drop on a changeup. That really, affects, that really affects an at-bat because it's just so effective against a hitter. But, you know, it all kind of plays into baseball. It's kind of like the unwritten rule that you can use pine tar, just don't make it obvious. I remember a few years back between Yankees-Red Sox, I was watching Sunday Night Baseball, Ivan Nova had this big, shiny patch right mm-hmm. on his neck. And, I mean, it was as blatant as can be. Will Smith, when he pitched for the Brewers in Atlanta, hmm. came out before he ever even threw a pitch, I think. He was in the warm-ups. The Braves were on it. Had this patch, this slight patch. It wasn't as noticeable as Ivan Nova, but it was a slight patch, shiny patch right on his neck. Hmm. Pine tar. Got ejected. And, and that's the, the penalty you face in-game for using pine tar, is you get ejected. Well, that's the point, though, is that Major League pitchers do this all the time, and every team knows about it. Every team knows about it. I argue, I'm going to throw another name out there on the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw does it. You ever seen his hat? Yeah. I mean, the thing is like brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always going to it as well, but he's one of the best pitchers ever. And I'm not saying that's because of the pine tar, but... It definitely he's helps. A, he's a blatant user of it. He's a blatant pitcher that takes advantage of that loophole. If Bauer is found to be using pine tar, do they come down with some sort of action upon him? Because it seems that... You know, the usage is so widely known that it would be kind of weird because there's pitchers, like you mentioned, that just get tossed yeah. for having it. And they're just, it's like, all right, well, you had pine tar. But is, is it more of an issue because he he was, if they can prove it, gain an advantage for so long that it's kind of like, if we can prove this, this is a big deal? Or it's like they're just going to let it go? That's going to be interesting to see because I have no idea. There hasn't been something like this that I have seen in Major League Baseball. Where the Cy Young, I don't think it's going to be at the case where they pull his Cy Young. Yeah, that's I don't ser- think so. That's certainly not going to happen. Well, actually, knowing the MLB, definitely not. No, no. they don't. They don't pull the World Series from a bunch of cheaters. Then they don't pull MVPs from guys who right run steroids. Were on steroids. Ryan Braun. Right. He still has that MVP under his belt. So, so I, I mean, they're definitely not going to strip the Cy Young award from him. But 
I think potentially this could result in fines. This could potentially result in maybe a one, or in his case, it'd be like a five-day suspension because, mm-hmm. you know, pitchers, starting pitchers pitch every five days. So it's technically like a one-game suspension. I think it would be something minor like that or like an above-average fine. Yeah. I don't see that this is going to be something that, you know, for Trevor Bauer to be too worried about. If he can afford to have data analysts going over his all of his data that he produced, which is a lot, a lot, he can afford a lawyer to go, what's the worst case that happens if I get hit with a fine about this? And he can decide if it's worth it for him to to take the, the hit and the money to have a little bit better stats. And I can see that right. totally plausible as a, as a reason why. I don't know. Yeah. Just, it, it, I I just feel like with the, the kind of person he is, I can really see that being possible. He likes he likes controversy. I mm-hmm. think he he is that type of controversial person. But here's the case I want to make here. This is the reason I bring up this entire argument and have discussed this to this point. Does this pine tar occurrence if Trevor Bauer is? convicted, and I don't want to say convicted, like he's you know going to get jail time to Cy Young strip, but if it comes out that he, it, it was proven that Trevor Bauer used pine tar in these baseballs, does this diminish his Cy Young award? He'll keep it, but does it diminish his win? And I would argue yes, for the reason that I brought up earlier. He's already on thin ice with this award, winning it in a 60-game shortened COVID-19 2020 season. People are already discrediting that Cy Young award, saying it was such a short season, there was no way he would have done that over 162 games. So I would say in the public eye, yeah, it does. This would just add fluid to that fire. The fact that he won the Cy Young award when, you know, he didn't start using pine tar after he won the Cy Young award. You know, I mean, he didn't go win a Cy Young and go, I need to get better. He didn't have a 173 earned run average and go, I need to get better. He didn't strike out 100, what was the stats? He didn't strike out 100, walk 17, and hit three batters in 73 innings and go, I need to get better. I need to start cheating and using pine tar. He obviously, if it was proven that in this season he was using pine tar, he obviously was doing it before. Mm -hmm. And it was obviously a factor in him having such good stats and winning the Cy Young Award. That's a good point. Like he, There's almost no way, I mean, obviously there's always room for improvement, but looking back on those stats from last year, those are like, really good really good like and it's you know it's like a suspiciously good yeah but also definitely not like un- impossible to achieve mm-hmm. but it's as a player if i if i were him why would i be looking especially if i achieve those numbers without cheating yeah why would you need to yeah you wouldn't need to no it's a good point it's a good point and i mean you know in in the grand scope of things this is a really Rather small issue, small topic. Like I said, he's not going to get... When when his career is over, people aren't going to point towards, well, he got fined for using pine tar in 2021. They're going to point to he was a Cy Young Award winner. Mm-hmm. He played for Indians, got to a World Series. Didn't win it, but got to a World Series with the Indians. Spent time in Cincinnati. Then was a Dodger. Made good money. Had good stats. Maybe he'll even win more Cy Youngs if he continues to have... Good seasons, which I hope he does because he's on my fantasy team. But either way, they're going to look at the good things here when his career is over. And now we've mentioned he's kind of a controversial person. He's gotten into some Twitter beefs with some players around the league. And, I mean, he can kind of be like that. But the point being that 
Trevor Bauer, when his career ends, he's not going to have the most respect. That's not going to mean much, though. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a Cy Young Award, maybe even a couple more. Couple pitcher of the weeks. I don't know. He's gonna right. he's gonna be a pretty acclaimed pitcher when his career is over. This is mm-hmm. a really rather small hiccup in all of it, but it does play a factor in the public eye, right? In terms of respect. Yeah, it's it's like looking at the Astros and like they can still have that award, but to me, that means nothing. Yeah. See, you know, that's, and like, that's the exact same thing. And in in twenty years, you know, some random kid could be looking at the Astros winning it, and and he'll never know. But to me. You understand the context clues behind it. That's kind of going to be the same thing with with Trevor Bauer too. Yeah, and it is, you know, I mean, I mean, it does play a fact. People take these these things seriously, you know. So there are there are people around the Major League Baseball world who would rather Major League pitchers don't use it. They don't want that enhancement on their side. Do you see a future where it's normalized? Pintar is something that's that... the that's the weird thing. It already is normalized. It's already but I'm saying common like, sense yeah, that yeah. major league pitchers use it. It's already normalized. But will it ever be legal is what you're asking? Yeah, like will it, will it get to the point where uh, the MLB is like okay with players utilizing it or using it for its advantages? You know, there has, there's been an increased amount of discussion around major league baseball on this topic. Should this be legalized? Should this be this or that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think pitchers have to do it the tough way. Because they're already... I mean, strikeouts are at an absurd amount. Mm -hmm. It's already at an increased rate. They already have enough enhancement on their side. They got the rosin bag behind them. I mean, come on. You really need pine tar too? And I mean, you know, they can keep using it. But they got to do it the hard way. And it seems... It would be kind of backwards, at least for the MLB, to do that because I know we've had discussions in the past, like season two and three of the Tony G Show, talking about uh, juiced balls. And yep. It just seems it would be weird for them to bolster defense when they're trying to make the offense, the offensive side of baseball more intriguing to bring in fans. It, it, I, so I kind of am on the fence, too, that I don't see that happening, but it's kind of weird that it happens so much. And people kind of know about it, but it's still not allowed. Like, it's kind of weird. And here's the the thing to that point. You're right. It is kind of weird that they try to increase offense, but increase defense. And this brings it back to that initial discussion that I had in opening, say, when you were on Easter break, Will, that Major League Baseball is trying to do too much to the game. It's making it too artificial, making it too fake, making it too synthetic. Nothing is natural anymore. They're trying to implement all these things to make the game better. The game was fine the way it was. Sure, it needed some upgrades. It needed some modernization in some facts. But the game was fine the way it, the way it was. So, before I get going on that, because it'll be another half-hour segment, just me <laughs> yelling at Rob Manfred, we'll move on. Leave that discussion there. It was a very good discussion. Let me just cap it by saying, no matter what happens... I think the Cy Young Award is respectable enough for Trevor Bauer, whether he was, whether he gets convicted of this pine tar thing or not. Glad we talked about that, though. I did really want to discuss it when that news story came out. Segment number two, we're going to transition to football. Because a wide receiver who has made a very good name for himself, made a very fantastic career so far, has been released from his team, and he about 
15 minutes, half hour later, not even, announced his retirement from the NFL. But here's why I'm not buying it. Because this wide receiver is Julian Edelman, who was released from New England after a failed physical and announced his retirement. 11 seasons, three-time Super Bowl winner in New England, 36 touchdowns in 137 regular season games, five receiving touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns in 19 playoff games. Again, those three rings. Here's my argument. He ain't done. He ain't done. Mm-mm. Who was his quarterback for most of those 11 seasons? Tampa Tom. Oh, jeez. Yep. Tom is going to come calling, and Julian oh, Edelman no. is going to have his bags packed for Tampa by the end I of the week. I didn't think about that. Yep. I'm not buying it. And, I mean, if he does retire, good for him. Had a good career. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but had a good career. However, Tampa Tom is going to come calling like he did with Gronk, like he did with Antonio Brown, like he did with practically anybody he's ever played with. When Tampa Tom comes calling, pack your bags, you're heading to wherever he's playing. Julian Edelman's going to be a Buccaneer next season. Yeah, I'm calling will. it right here on the Tony G Show. He will. I was, hoping, be wearing I was Buccaneer hoping he would go red. elsewhere, but he'll be a Buccaneer. There's been reports Green Bay because they need nah. wide receiver help. I don't buy no that. Way. That doesn't seem like a move the Packers would make. That makes too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, especially because the guy Money. retired. Yeah. Because he retired just makes me think even more. Oh, come on. Right. Wait for the phone call. I mean, Gronk was retired for like th- like two or three years. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'll come back. Mm-hmm. And then they just win a Super Bowl. Yep. It's going to happen. I'm I'm so convinced. Well, you have no idea. I'm I, not saying it to be funny on the show. I'm not saying it to be controversial on the show. I honestly, genuinely think Julian Edelman is going to be a Buccaneer next season. Was, um, quickly, just to clarify, I can't. was it Godwin or Mike Evans that was going to leave and then came back? I think it was Godwin. I think it was Godwin. I'm not, I don't know. But if he would have left, I would have seen this as like a definitive, this is happening. Oh, yeah. I would, I'm still up in the air. Maybe he is retiring. But, I mean, was he going to be like wide receiver number six? Because he's not better than any of those guys in the roster right now. Yeah. Not even close. Anyways. <laughs> That's the point, though, is that like they're so deep, Tampa is. It only makes sense that Julian Edelman would get a call from Tampa. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, I. You want to win a Super Bowl this year? Come on, join us in yeah. Tampa Bay. Okay. Yep. Boom. There they are in the Super Bowl again. Playing the Bills this time. I, it's so going to happen, Will. It mm-hmm. is so going to happen. Oh, it is. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to laugh in everybody's face who said it didn't or it won't because Julian Edelman is going to be a Buccaneer mm-hmm. next year. That's my argument. Okay, so we're going to you know leave that there, but we're going to bring this element into it. If he does retire... Will McCormick, is he a Hall of Famer? No. No. Not even close. I think it's close. I think you can make a case, but I don't think he's in. I think he, he'll he get in because of some of the people that are in there already. Well, won't name them. Trachman. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, Jason um, Fonder. <laughs> I, I think he'll get in, but I don't think... He's I, worthy of it? Yeah, it's like some of these players, like they need to be dominant. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it other than that Julian Endelman never scared me. How about this? He never did anything special. Yeah, he like, right. He just never, I was never afraid to play him. I mean, when we have these conversations, we've had it before. You know, Calvin Johnson was yeah. big. Julio dominant. Jones. Julio Jones is big. Tyreek Hill is fast. Devontae Adams has the footwork. You know, there's good hands around 
a, a good amount of wide receivers. Julian Edelman didn't do anything special. He did all the right things. Mm-hmm. He made great plays when he had to. Remember that Super Bowl against the the Falcons when he made that like yep. shoestring catch on on the on the turf when they needed a big play and he came through for him. I think his playoff resume, and I have a couple friends who want to make this argument too, that his playoff resume is what's going to hinge him getting in or not. I don't think he is in. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. But if he does get in, it's going to be on those playoff stats and how much of a factor he played. I mean, the guy won three Super Bowls. Right. That's, That's where I'm like, I don't think he should be in because he's not a player that ever scared me, ever. But... His stats, the Super Bowl wins, his playoff, his his production in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he was a wide receiver and he had more rushing touchdowns than he did right receiving touchdowns. Not to mention in the regular season, all those throwing touchdowns that he had, those passing touchdowns, because he was a quarterback in college or something like that. So, yeah. So the guy did it all. Mm-hmm. The guy was very productive. The guy was very valuable. I don't want to downplay that. It's just I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think he did anything Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, it's a Hall of Fame. You have to be, like, like really good. Yeah, like the best. Like the best record-breaking best. type of stuff. <laughs> or if not pushing record. You know, I, I just don't think there's anything that overly states his resume as a Hall of Fame candidate. Well, and, and to say he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame is saying that he is close to the same caliber as a player like Calvin Johnson, yeah. which is a joke. He isn't. He is not. Okay, Calvin sorry. is no, no. I mean, we'll be yelling at this. At oh, I just—it's like I mean, you're taking. You have two options for a wide receiver. You got Calvin Johnson or Julian Edelman. Who are you taking? Julian. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just. I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay, let me let me play counterpart then. Let me play devil's advocate and make an argument against you though. Well, what about his? But I don't know. I don't think I can make a counter argument. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, there I you have know. it. I don't know. I mean, the guy didn't do anything overly special that, quali- that, that qualifies him as a, as a Hall of Famer. I just don't think there was. And, and don't get us wrong. He's made some big plays. Mm-hmm. A few here and there. Yeah. But, he has a Super Bowl MVP to his resume as well. Right. But who doesn't in 11 seasons make a few <laughs> plays? <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait like, a minute. I go, I go. He has a Super Bowl MVP under his belt, and you go, yeah, but who doesn't in eleven seasons? Well, no, I was, <laughs> I, Wait, I'm sorry. What? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was saying who doesn't make big plays. I'm sorry. I should have clarified. I should have clarified. I didn't hear a word you said. Who you, doesn't in eleven seasons? That guy played eleven seasons. He has a Super Bowl MVP. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like an automatic thing. If you played eleven seasons, you're gonna have a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't listening to you. I just tune you out sometimes. Yeah, that's all right. No, I mean, used to it. You're fired. <laughs> all right, we'll cap that there. That was a good discussion. I, I, I don't think there's too much more to be said about it. I mean, if we continue to discuss it, you know, I would have this go a little bit longer, but if we continue to discuss it, we're just going to say the same things over and over. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week when he signs with the Buccaneers anyways. Yep, so. we'll bring him back up then when he goes into his 12th season. <laughs> He has a Super Bowl MVP. Well, who doesn't when he played 11 seasons? Okay, well, wow. That's the that's the quote tweet of the day. <laughs> it's 8 in the morning. Give me a break. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Cruising right along in this Tony G show, though. I've, I've woken up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should do this anytime soon again, but uh, I'm waking up. Let's do like a sunrise show. 
<laughs> Let's do it in the, in the dead of winter when it's yep. dark outside. And mm-hmm. It's about five in the morning. Yeah. And it's cold. Negative 20. Yep. Not like not including wind chill. Yeah. I couldn't want to be in bed anymore than when it's dark and cold outside. All right. Segment number three of the Tony G show. There is this movie coming out. This news story was released yesterday. There's this Netflix movie coming out. Not in the near future. Production hasn't begun on it yet. But the casting has been released for it. And Kevin James is going to play Sean Payton in this upcoming Netflix movie called Home Team. What this movie is about is the 2012 season when Sean Payton was suspended for his role in Bounty Gate. And you know what he did in that time off? Coached his son's sixth grade team during during this suspension. So this movie's going to be about that. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I want to discuss, though. Kevin James is going to be the... It's interesting. Like The Sean Payton in this movie. We were chatting about this prior to the show starting. Show before the show. I, and I didn't... Yeah, it was a show before the show. Um, and I didn't really, like, think about it too much. Yeah, you didn't say too much about it like you were surprised. Like, I assumed it was going to be a comedy. But I don't know if it will be. Well, that's not even the thing. It shouldn't be. Well, I'm just, like, I didn't really think too much about it. I get that aspect. You know, but, you know, I'm a movie person. I consider Mm -hmm. myself to be a movie person. And there are cases where actors... Comedian actors play serious roles. I mean, Jonah Hill was right. was tabbed a comedian for the early part of his career for movies like Superbad and stuff like that. But Kevin James is trying to do that same thing, kind of maybe play mm-hmm. a little bit more of a serious role. Here's the thing I want to bring up. Does Kevin James in any any respect look like Sean Payton? I mean, maybe a little bit in the face. But, I mean, Kevin James is a bigger guy, and he'll admit it. I'm a big Kevin James fan. I haven't seen him in... Uh... Since I was 15 years old, so I cannot say. I have not seen a picture of Kevin James since, <laughs> since like, the teens. Since Grown Up, Grown Ups, Grown Ups too. You ever seen those movies, Adam Sandler? Yeah. You're lying, you haven't seen them. No, well, I've seen Grown Ups. Not, not the second one. Okay, so, like, 17. <laughs> Point is, I haven't seen the dude in a while. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been... Um, the, he's a big guy, alright? He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton? No. Not a big guy. You know, also, also, I don't, this just came to my head here before you go. I don't know that this isn't a comedy. I don't think. Happy Madison Productions is doing it. The company owned by Adam Sandler, who is famous for making these comedy movies. I don't know. Is is it going to be a comedy? I would be surprised if it is. Because this is like kind of. A serious issue. It's like scary. I mean, for those of you who don't know, the Saints basically paid players to purposefully injure other players other key players and specifically Brett Favre yeah which is like nuts can you imagine like your boss coming to you and be like hey break that guy's leg <laughs> hey you know that accountant on floor two yeah go break his leg give you ah! 50 bucks <laughs> <laughs> what type of mob show is this no it's more money than that but I can't see this being a comedy I really can't that's why I asked yeah well uh... and I know he's I know he, like they can play roles other than comedy I'm just he's a funny guy so that's why I was like, I, when we were talking before the show, I didn't even think about it. I, you know, I... And he's a good actor. And I don't know what serious movies are under Happy Madison Productions. They usually do comedies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, so, that's the company that made Happy Gilmore and stuff like that. I mean, so I, I'm i not too convinced that this isn't a comedy. But maybe they're like trying to... But maybe it'll be a serious one. Maybe they're trying to like branch out and do this. I get it. But who would you have play Sean Payton? 
That's a good question. I don't know. I was trying to think either. I don't know. You know, honestly, like, I don't think Kevin James is the worst fit. I think personality-wise, like, I don't know. Obviously, I have no idea who Sean Payton is as a person, but right. I feel like their demeanors are, like, somewhat in line. I could be wrong. I'm trying to look up <laughs> different actors that I think kind of look like him. I looked up Kevin Bacon, and I could really rather not see that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very good movie critics, Tony. I, you know, I consider myself to be a movie a movie critic. Yeah, like a like an you, amateur one. You're acclaimed. No, <laughs> you, got, you got a you got a good following. I do it. I do it. You know, privately, I'll watch a movie and think, well, you know, these are the good things about it. These are the bad things about yeah. it. Someone asks what what the, what I think of it. I tell them honestly. But an actor to play Sean Payton have to be a smaller guy, have to be a skinnier guy, have to be a loser. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I can't really come up with one. It's too early in the morning for me to come up with a with a topic with a, with an actor for Sean Payton. Maybe Will McCormick. I could do it. I'll do it for like... You know there's like three Will McCormicks, and we're getting off topic here, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it anyway. You know there's like three famous Will McCormicks? Really? There's like mm-hmm. a Will McCormack. Will McCormack, yeah, yeah. There's a Will Mc, William McCormick. The politi- is there, There's a politician, I believe, right? Could be, probably I, is. Do you ever do the thing where you like look up your name to see like what comes up about you? No, never. You've never done that. I've looked up the Tony G show. Well, that's like what? that's that's like a good tip for everybody. You should like look up your name to see what comes up. So when when employers look at you, you know what they're seeing. Oh, okay, sure. Spin it like that. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I'm not like I'm no. I'm not like. Oh, let's see what the I wonder what it let's see like what today. the internet's tweeting about me today. <laughs> no, it's not not self centered like that. Um, um, it's important to know what's out there. And there's always, like, there's some, I think he's a politician. Either that or a lawyer. But or, he's not, if he's a lawyer, he's not famous. Or though. a co-host on the Tony G Show. That, yeah, that The too. Joy Taylor to a Colin Coward in Sports Talk Radio Podcast. Which, by the way, let's, you know, let's wind down this episode. We've talked about everything we needed to talk about. Do you know, Will, if you look up the Tony G Show, mm-hmm. go ahead and Google the Tony G Show for a second. And what's going to come up is this website that, Analyzes podcast. What's what's like the second one up there? Listen notes? Yes. Click on that. Okay. And then tell me the numbers on that. I looked this up the other day just to see what would come up because I'm trying to, you know, in, in terms of trying to get our show more popular, read those numbers. Did you type this or is this somebody else that typed this? That's, I think that's my, our description that we Oh, okay. For the Tony G Show podcast. But read those numbers. The listen score? Yeah. 31. Okay, that really means nothing to me. What about the other one? Global rank? Yeah. Top 10? Top 10. 10%. Top 10%. We are in the top 10%. What? Wait. I know, that didn't seem real to me, but I guess there's a lot of podcasts out there that don't make it, I guess. What is global? This podcast is one of the top 10 most popular shows out of 2,174,912 podcasts globally, ranked by Listen Score. All right. Well, sweet. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we're one of the top ten percent podcasts in the world. I mean, you know, there's a lot of podcasts though. But listen, score is a metric that shows the estimated popularity of this podcast compared to other RSS-based pod, pub, ugh, public podcasts in the world on a scale from zero to hundred. The higher, the more popular. Hmm. Hmm. Well, interesting. <laughs> I guess we have some fans. <laughs> People I listen. Told, when I tell you the Tony G Show is global. It's worldwide. You think I'm messing. 
<laughs> That's interesting. Hmm. And we ain't stopping. That'll do it for season six, episode number nineteen. Don't forget, summer ball is coming your way in June. And we have six more episodes after today, Will. Episode 20, we're going to record at 6 a.m. <laughs> Sharp. We're just going to keep moving it up. Yep. The next one is going to be, you know, 2, mm-hmm. 4, okay, 4, 2, two 12 a.m. Midnight. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Just in two-hour segments like that. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll do it for the Tony G Show, Will. Any final words? That's enough. <laughs> That'll do it for the Tony G Show. We'll see you on Thursday for episode number 20 of season six. Thanks for tuning in. For Will McCormick, I'm Tony G. We'll see you next time on the Tony G Show.